Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. up you guys Sean Ross Sap it is April 3rd we are on the the back road to Wrestlemania like the maybe the dead end to Wrestlemania I'm not sure what we'd call it at this point reminder leave a thumbs up subscribe tap that bell for notifications ah donate a super chat if you want your question or statement read on the air Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I'll tell you more about that good piece of business later on. We got WrestleMania shows this weekend, immediately following Friday or Saturday and Sunday shows. But right now we're talking SmackDown. We're going to make predictions. Hi, Warren. How are you? We had a, we had a lovely chat off the air, which I can't talk yeah, about on the air. No, unfortunately. But it's yeah, it was a good conversation. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. guy. Your conversation got me fired up. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be a fantastic weekend. Um, you know, it's it's it's. I usually get a lot more hype re- regarding WrestleMania, and honestly, I don't think that the empty arena concept of WrestleMania bothers me. In fact, I know it doesn't. I, I honestly think that one of the difficulties as a collect as a a collective fan base that we have to get excited about WrestleMania this year really has to do with the state of the world right now. I think there's so much weighing down on our minds right now. Lots of stuff going on. It's difficult, but you know, just because it's not attaining top levels of hype doesn't mean we're not going to be entertained. Doesn't mean it's not going to be a good show. Doesn't mean I'm not looking forward to it. Um, but I mean, you know, we're, we're going to do our best here yeah. to keep to, 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 to get you guys, hype for it we're still excited for the matches we're looking forward to sure. it i'm Maybe, excited you know, for the show I sure mean, it ufc done for right now maybe they got a show this month there's nothing so what i have is wrestlemania and maybe some wednesday content maybe that's it and ozark season three i watched it already <laughs> well okay so <laughs> good night everybody through that in 
in uh, 36 hours. I was <laughs> it was done quick. I love that show. I'm probably going to do a non-wrestling podcast on my channel next week just to talk trash. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, thank you, Throwback, for the generous super chat. We will get to your questions as we hit those areas. Uh, reminder, donate a super chat. Get your question or statement read on the air. Uh, speaking of on the air, Warren, I had an interview with Kofi Kingston today. So I, I heard. Yeah, so you hear. Uh, I thought it was a very awesome interview. I, I asked him a couple things that hadn't been asked to him. I asked him, hey, do you keep, did you and CM Punk keep in touch? Former tag champions, traveling buddies. You would always hear that he didn't really keep in touch with people. He answered that on the air. Uh, we talked about a story that I've I've wanted to ask Kofi about for a long time, and I don't remember anybody asking him about. Chris Jericho told a story about 10 years ago about Vince McMahon joking to Kofi. Ha, ah, well, Kofi, maybe one day you'll be over. And when Jericho caught up with Kofi, he's like, hey, man, you got to go fight him. You got to go fight him. And it happened. <laughs> Hear Kofi tell that story in our interview uh, it's on Fightful.com, YouTube.com slash Fightful. He had some very complimentary things to say about Vince McMahon as well. So check that out. The more you all check that out, the more you share it, the more or maybe less likely WWE is to continue giving us interviews like this. I want to thank them for doing that. That was very cool. I appreciate talking to these people for you guys. My favorite thing about my job is learning, and I learned a lot of stuff in that interview, and hopefully you guys did too. So check that out. Give that a thumbs up. All that good stuff. We had that up a little early on FightfulSelect.com. But also this week, I had an interview with Eric Stevens, who was supposed to retire this week. Uh, if, if There's a good chance you all might not even know him from wrestling. I might know him from, I don't know, his 100,000 Instagram followers from these badass cookies he's made. I'm on my third batch I've ordered from him. They're so good. Like as soon as I had to, or as soon as I got to stop training for Serve Tall, I was like, all the glutens, all <laughs> the calories, all the carbohydrates. I'm gonna go for the Axel Rotten look instead of the Adam Cole lean look. That's that's what I'm doing. I I, I can't wait till you start throwing chairs around. Then no, I'm really nobody excited. gets to see the goods from here below, Warren. For a while, so why not? Why not? Check out that interview. April is Indie Month on Fightful.com. We have tons of cool interviews from independent wrestlers. Gregory Iron, speaking of CM Punk, you guys may remember about 10 years ago, a wrestler with cerebral palsy that he endorsed. Uh, that's Gregory Iron, and he has had a great career. Uh, check out my conversation with him. Josh Prohibition. Josh mm -hmm. Prohibition might have been my first favorite independent wrestler, and if you think... Well, why is that? Well, I didn't really know what independent wrestling was until I got the Backyard Wrestling video game some 17, 18 years ago. And Josh Prohibition and Matt Cross, son of Havoc as we know him now, were on the cover of that and were heavily featured and had matches on that. I spoke to him about that, about why he had to quit wrestling for teaching. Uh, this is my favorite setting for an interview I've ever done. We did it right in front of the ring, in front of his AIW training class. It was... Awesome. That one drops next week. And then I spoke to Marino Tanaglia. If you do not know who this is, you will know who this is very, very soon. He doesn't look like anybody else. He's a tag team specialist. Lots of cool stuff uh, coming this month. 
and, and of course, AJ Gray, who technically struck me during our interview, Warren. He technically struck me. And you probably would have blocked it, too, if you hadn't started eating all those cookies. Well, this was before then. Well, hey, you know what? Eric Stevens had given me my first cookie. It was a Twix cookie minutes before that. I'm sure that's it. That's the thing. It threw you off. Threw you off. It Got did. your blood blood sugar completely out of uh, out of balance. Uh, you were seeing double fuzzy. Yeah, I can I can vouch for you, Sean. Xanthiu says thanks for the content. That's helped keep me sane while cooped up at home. Now, now it's off to go finger paint on my walls in gravy and stand in some butter. Hey. You got to do what you got to do. That sounds like my Sunday night. Well, I, I guess it's, he's not that special then. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> so WWE SmackDown tonight. It's it's SmackDown's one of those shows that I think that if you start it an hour after the actual time or you watch it later, it's a pretty good show. I thought it was a pretty solid show. Mm-hmm. We're just having 25 to 33% of all these shows not matter, and that's the reality that we live in. However, when I see them put matches like Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair on, I'm like, well, one, why is that one on there? They've got hundreds of matches with people that are actually on the show. Like, I don't know. Maybe a guy named Braun Strowman could have used a little bit of shine tonight. Maybe maybe they could have put a little spotlight on him tonight. Warren. But 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 what WrestleMania match of Braun Strowman's do you put on, on there? When he won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal? Yeah. Maybe. Or- or you show but, him beating the tag champions by himself with Nicholas? You mean with Nicholas? I mean, I'd try to not relive that again, but <laughs> well, I mean, hey, they 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 did they did replay the uh, the WrestleMania main event from last year with that awful awful finish, which I thought did they that... edit that? No, they didn't. Oh, they didn't. I thought that was a ballsy move. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. Um, yeah, they, no, they probably I... want to try to turn it into a story now. Oh, probably. See, why not? Anyway, we're, we're not on the Raw show, but I really felt on Raw that they were setting up Ronda Rousey's return. Like, I really, really felt like they were. Well, she's going to return and attack Becky with her stinky feet. She says, Thank you, Becky, for the retweet. <laughs> Much appreciated. I really do appreciate that. Uh, Becky Lynch taking care of us. Uh, somebody's that. got to, I guess. <laughs> but. <laughs> But I, but but you're right. It could have it could have benefited. It would have been a much much easier and spectacular way to introduce Braun Strowman as the replacement to Roman Reigns, other than a blink and you missed it vignette announcement that he's going to be facing Goldberg for the goddamn Universal Title. That's ridiculous. They could have put they they could have put the Andre the Andre the Giant Battle, Battle Royal performance there just to give Braun a little spotlight tonight. Yeah, because they they just let that slip by. Oh boy, uh, that's probably going to be an epic trigger grant video. Uh, but Maurice says, any chance Impact tapes Rebellion in an empty arena? Also, wish WWE added Bianca Belair to SmackDown Women's Title match and had her win. Me too. I, I think she would have been a great foil to add there. Um. I, I I think that would have been really good. As far as Rebellion, I don't know, and Impact hasn't let a lot of people know. I'll just say this, though. Impact's leadership has been pretty good from the people that I've talked to through this. Uh, they've been paying some people. They've been keeping people uh, abreast of situations a little bit better than, than usual. Also, 
Ethan Page had his modified body guy extravaganza today, and Impact promoted that on their Twitter. So I give a lot of credit to Impact and what they're doing right now. Um, I don't think they'll do it in an empty arena in this environment. If this were two or three weeks ago, I think they would have, but I don't think they're going to now. No, William I don't. Rab th- says, is the tag ladder match happening? Miz wasn't removed? I don't know, and I haven't heard anything about Miz being removed outside of some iffy reports. If he was there for this, I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't compete in the ladder match. And uh, as far as I know, it's on, so let's talk about it. Usos come out first. They're interrupted by New Day. Big E (laughs) makes an anals of time joke. He slips this stuff through, and I appreciate it. Yes. But did did you see my interview with him last year? Yes, I did. So... Kevin Owens' name in New Day was Big O, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Big E's name used to be Big E Langston. Mm-hmm. So I said, hey, what happened to your last name? And he goes, they took it from me. And I said, okay, so if you're Big E and you were Big E Langston and Kevin Owens is Big O, would he be Big O Langston? And he did not look like he appreciated it. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure that he really appreciated it. Even though a few months later he said he was going to drop his nuts on my tall-ass shoulders. I think he appreciated it. Game recognizes game, Warren. <laughs> I have, uh, yeah, I have no... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, Big E, you know Big E tests the waters. You know he tries stuff out. Sure. They, Every time, every time he lets a little a little innuendo slip, we see, and we see it in his eyes. We see his face. Yeah, of course, he's just pushing the envelope a bit. What are they going to okay. do? Fire him? Hey, at this point, right? Uh, congratulations on giving AEW their world champion for three years because <laughs> he's a star. Mm-hmm. Miz and Morrison come out next, and their promo. If if they weren't so corny intentionally. It would have annoyed me because they were like, when the competition gets tough, these other teams out here, they destroy each other, but not us. And I'm like, wait a second. Exactly one of these teams have ever turned on each other. And it's them. Mm-hmm. Usos have never done that. Piggy and Kofi have never done that. But they jump up on the ladders and a brawl happens. Miz and Morrison mow down Kofi with a ladder. I thought this brawl was pretty good. Yeah, I thought right up until you know, the the promo was standard stuff. You know, the the Usos and the New Day they they go off on each other. It's fine. It's entertaining. They they have great chemistry. It's okay. Um, the the brawl was fun. Uh, you know, I like the fact that the you know the baby faces. I like the whole psychology of the brawl. Actually, the baby faces go uh, go after the heels, and and then it's an accidental super kick to Kofi that. Uh, just as Biggie's turning around, it's like, "Hey, what's going on, man?" And everyone starts going at it. I liked it. It was, it was fine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what more is there to say? It was a good brawl. Yeah, this is one of those shows that it's like it wasn't oh amazing, but if you watch this in about forty five, fifty minutes, you'll be like, you know what? That was a pretty solid forty five, fifty minutes spent. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, Tamina won a match. And I thought she, it was the right decision. She finally earned her spot into this championship match, Sean. Finally. How about, how about this? 
She had not wrestled on SmackDown in over two years. Her last singles match on SmackDown was 2017. That's absurd. 2017. Oh my god, man. Whew. Well, I thought this match was pretty good, actually. And if you're going to tape a Tamina match, it probably will be. Uh, Naomi was the star of the match. She sure. held this match together. Yep. I always talk about her offense being on or off, Warren. It was on tonight. She had some good kicks. Tamina took a lot of the offense during the match. Um, Naomi had, like I said, had the good kicks, kicked Sasha Banks. But Tamina got the win and beat down Bailey and Sasha after the match. And I thought she should have. Because you gotta give, you gotta give a reason why she's in this match, but you probably should have given that reason before you announced that she was in it. Um, about the match, the because uh, I have a thought about uh, Tamina, but first of all, about the match, the um, yeah, I, I I completely agree. Naomi held everything together. She was the glue of the match. She made sure everyone uh, didn't end up looking stupid, and I'm <laughs> happy. I'm happy that 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 went that way because. Lacey was wobbly at times, but here's the thing is it, I had a little trouble buying that Lacey Evans couldn't get any real offense or, or couldn't do anything, uh, 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 to get Tamina off her feet quickly because she, she's, she's a tall lady. She's, she's a bit taller than, than Tamina. I was looking just at the size discrepancy, and I was like, "No, no, no! Tamina shouldn't be no selling th- this much offense from Lacey because it, it, it just didn't jive." Um, but uh, but yeah, everything was fine. Tamina wins, good for her. And then you, you but I still can't wrap my head around why Tamina was added to this match. Why it needed to be a six pack, no, a fatal five way. I still don't know why they plopped her in there for no reason after being off TV for so long. I kind of feel like this is something they wanted for Nia Jax. And for some reason, Nia Jax isn't showing up. Um, I don't know why. Like, It's still a mystery to me and it'll, main, it, it'll remain a mystery uh, right up until WrestleMania is done. Um, I'm a little disappointed that leading into WrestleMania, they didn't play up. The tension between Bailey and Sasha more than they did. Uh, I do appreciate the fact that, but it's always been about subtlety. This this relationship, right? Just yeah. the little jabs, the little looks, the little corner smiles, the little side glances. Sasha gets taken out. Bailey doesn't run to her rescue. She stays at commentary. She says, "Ah, she's fine. She's fine. She's fine." I say, "Okay, okay." It's always about the little snide things, but I would have. Maybe like that they leaned into it a little more because if they're not giving us Sasha versus Bailey a one-on-one, at least give us the satisfaction of knowing that they really secretly hate each other, yes. you know? They were on commentary. I think this WrestleMania match, unless they, they've got plans for Tamina and Nia to reform a team, I think this should be her swan song. She's been around for 10 years and... Somehow since the 2016 brand split, she keeps finding herself back in feature spots without the work necessarily being there yeah Uh, from what i understand she's well liked there so maybe there's something else she can do but i i just when you when you've got people like raquel gonzalez who are already better than tamina and can fit that type of role that tamina plays 
I think that that's probably the best thing to do is is to move on. And I know in this environment, they just don't want to move on from anybody for some reason. And I don't understand why. If somebody else can be better somewhere else or be better doing something else or you can get better by them not doing something else, I just think that's the best option. And and I mean, if you want to play the long game at the same time in that perspective, let your cast-offs be hired elsewhere. And then what's going to happen is the the fans are going to be like, oh, well, this is the place where the WWE rejects, rejects go. So, you know, there's a bit of psychology that you can do there on a PR level as well. Sitting on my bed says, Lacey Evans should be repackaged. I don't think she should necessarily be repackaged. I think there's a little more legs to this. It's just when you put somebody right out of the gate into a feature spot that they're clearly not ready for, like she was put in, and then, by the way, they lose out. And when I say they lose out, they just lose, 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 lose. Then you turn them babyface, you put them in another featured spot, and they lose, 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 lose. What else is there? Okay, you're going to come back as something else, maybe. But uh, renewing the push, I, I think, whenever it's time, maybe. But this is how they don't get people over, Warren. They show you they're not on the level. Then any time they want you to think they're on the level, they got to convince you really hard and too late. I was having discussions uh, earlier this week about about Ronda Rousey, about her coming back. A lot of people are excited for her to come back. Uh, I'm very indifferent to it. Uh, the only thing that worries me is the push that she's going to get. The push that Ronda Rousey had throughout 2018, 2019, ultimately destroyed the women's division because she ran through everyone. There were no secondary feuds, secondary titles, or whatever that you need to, to elevate other women in the meantime happening. So when WrestleMania came and went, and Becky ended up with two belts, and WWE knew they couldn't go back to the Charlotte well just yet because she had been feuding against Charlotte since August. What did they have left? They had Bailey, who was on, uh, on the other side. Sasha was out. Who did they have left? Oscar wasn't credible at this point anymore. She, So all that they could turn to was Lacey Evans, and that was – that's a glaring – hole right there to sh that shows that they had a distinct problem as far as creating protected women that they could work with and elevate at any moment at this stage i think you can turn oscar on or off but outside of the four horsewomen we're still at the same situation sean they didn't learn their lesson they 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 teased elevating women they teased Liv morgan and look how that worked out for her they Hot and cold did Naomi to the point that we don't care anymore. Same thing with Lacey Evans. Natalia has been cold, 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 cold all the time. Uh, we're back to square one. We've got the four horsewomen. That's pretty much it. Fingers crossed that they're able to do something with uh, Shayna Baszler moving forward because we need some fresh, fresh faces. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Uh, that's the thing. They, they put everybody over – or they, they put Ronda Rousey over at the expense of everybody else to get Becky over. And then when Becky was there, there was nobody left. Yep. And that's why they had to go with Lacey because she's the only one that hadn't. Oh, man. <sighs> Epic triggered rant time. So as we know, Roman Reigns pulled out of WrestleMania, and it's not a secret. 
We had the video up on youtube.com slash fightful of him explaining about vaguely explaining. He didn't want to go into too much detail. I don't need a detail. I don't need an, an explanation from Roman Reigns. He can pull out of this if he wants. It's life or death. But this week, Triple H said in an interview with Errol Hawani, quote, I will say from our standpoint and from a storyline standpoint, it's going to play out in a unique manner and we want it to play out that way. It's not necessarily putting me in an awkward position. For me, it's saying, I don't want to give away the ending of a movie before the movie takes place. So I think everyone just has to watch and see how this unfolds, but it will unfold in a unique way and it will be meaningful for everybody. There will always be critics and we're doing the best we can. End quote. So Warren, the announcement of Braun Strowman as Goldberg's replacement was unique in that it was uniquely lazy. They just randomly, after bringing up Elias and Baron Corbin, snooze, say, yeah, now Goldberg will defend against Braun Strowman. Pardon me? Unique. Unique, Warren. Now, maybe something changed, as things often do in WWE. But I had to go back. I had to rewind seven minutes because I missed it. I've been so conditioned to tune out these graphic promos to catch up on on the live blog or, or stats or whatever it is. I had to go back and look. And I was like, really? It was just that? And I had people saying, like, surely they aired this out of order or something. No, because Braun Strowman wasn't on the show. And it wasn't last week or the week before that. My God, you, you, you had him there to tape the match, presumably for the love of God, just make it look like he attacked Roman or did something. This is why we go off on WWE about this stuff because it's lazy. It's offensive how lazy it is. It's an insult to the intelligence of people. And I get it. They are backed into a corner here. And it is not an optimal situation. But you know what? Non-optimal situations happen all the time. And despite the non-optimal situation you're in, you're still having WrestleMania. So if you're going to have WrestleMania, at least think up an excuse. Warren, how do you feel about this? Uh, a couple of ways. The um, I, of course, have no issues with Roman pulling out as well. That's fine. I don't have any necessary issues with Braun going up against Goldberg because who's your other option really on, on SmackDown? That's a whole other discussion. The reason why we're so eager, not eager, wrong choice of words. The reason why we're so easily capable to find fault or get really irritated with a WWE does is because WWE, and this is something I've said multiple times, the biggest wrestling company in the world. It is a multi-billion dollar corporation. It has hundreds of people under its employ. A, and I'm not just talking talent. I'm talking writers. I'm talking producers, uh, live crew, TV people who know how to run a live event. 
I lost. I I I completely phase out any WWE uh, staff, fan, personnel, whoever tells me we put on eight hours of live programming a week. Yeah, but you guys have the resources to put on eight hours of live programming a week. You have a writer's room of people who is who are supposed to sit down, come up with ideas, write out scripts, pass them along, have everything approved and be ready for the show, and everything should be good. This is why we sort of lose our minds when these types of situations happen. Bear in mind, if suddenly Braun Strowman was Baron Corbin's opponent because Elias was pulled out and they announced it tonight, we wouldn't be flipping out like this. This is the Universal Championship. In the eyes of Vince McMahon, this is the top title of the company. It is currently in the hands of Bill Goldberg. Because they wanted a marquee match with uh, with Roman Reigns. It's not happening. But you still have to give us the marquee match. This is still res- this is still a wrestling company. It's a wrestling promotion. You have to give us a main event that we are going to care about. Or a whatever, even if it's not a, an official main event, a big title match that we'll care about. What is there? What is there to care about this? Especially since Braun hasn't been on TV since he lost the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, I'm I'm okay with him being on WrestleMania fighting Goldberg and not Tyson Fury. You know what I mean? That don't get me wrong. And I'm glad that Braun is finally getting something to sink his teeth into at WrestleMania. Don't get me wrong. The thing here is that WWE has their back against the wall and they're not helping themselves. They're not giving themselves a chance for people to get excited about this. It's more like a just uh, letting the air out of the air mattress just before you're about to jump onto it. It's just as simple as that. I mean, I, I on Fightful put on the level of programming that I think is good. I don't have an extra eight hours of shows because I don't think that'd be good. For example, Backstage Report, it's a 20, 25-minute show because I know if it were an hour-long show, it would suck. So if people are saying, well, eight hours of programming, okay, well, why do you have eight hours of programming? Mm-hmm. Is that eight hours of programming supposed to suck? Is one hour of it supposed to suck? Is that the, the trade-off you make? Well, seven hours will be passable. One hour will suck. That's not good even. You mm-hmm. go into it hoping to make it good. This was not good. This is stupid. This is dumb. This is lazy. This was not unique. Not unique at all. It was uniquely garbage. Bmegs19 says, who really runs Fightful? Throwback27 or Jimmy? Again, I think throwback for is another generous super chat, the man helping us out. He says, maybe Tamina can be a coach at the PC. Uh, I I think maybe. I don't know where she lives or anything like that. And I think that, I mean, I think she's got kids too. I, I think mm-hmm. that that would be quite a career adjustment. I mean, if she lives in the area, then I can't imagine why she wouldn't. But uh, he also says, what other old storylines do you think WWE will regurgitate to use for the new talent? Maybe putting a milk truck like Kurt Angle did. Aren't the the uh, are the two other horsewomen in NXT hurt? Uh, I don't think Marina's hurt. Jessamyn Duke had double elbow surgery. We had reported that in January. 
Uh, she posted a video today where she said that she got one done in January, one in February. She's been doing rehab. I'm told that she's doing very well. As far as regurgitating new stuff or old stuff, I would like to see Waylon Mercy and Skinner gimmicks brought back. I'm a Skinner fan, Warren. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if you ask me, we kind of saw it tonight. We're, we're going to talk about it in a bit, but, uh, you know, they're kind of bringing back GTV, Sean. I like it. I'm here for it, too. Mm-hmm. Throwback says, who should be some of the NXT call-ups? Without a doubt, Bianca Belair. She should be on the main roster. That's and, unquestionable. And then I would do Gargano and Candice LeRae, too. They don't have a damn plan for Candice LeRae on that NXT roster. It's time for Johnny to get away from Ciampa. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And mm-hmm. Ciampa ain't going to the main roster. He said he'll quit if he does. So I think that, that Bianca, Candace, and Johnny are the three front runners in my book. What about you? Uh, I have uh, no qualms with uh, with Bianca Belair. I'm actually surprised that they didn't that they didn't pull the trigger right after Royal Rumble, uh, or at least right after yeah Royal Rumble Takeover uh, Portland. Actually, um, I'm really surprised they, that that they haven't done anything on that level yet. Uh, I you know I, especially after the um, the triple threat match uh, this week on um, for the uh, North American title. I get Dominic Dijak up there. I, like I don't know what else really there is there is to for him to do in NXT. He's he's on a losing streak. He's he's no good down there, and he's a spectacular guy. He's big, like Vince likes him, and he does some crazy stuff. Uh, he looks like a killer. Put him up there. I think uh, I think he'd thrive. I think he's one of those who could uh, who could easily easily thrive without all the you know the NXT groundswell support. I think it would work. Matthew Garrett, just so you know, I did see your super chat. I was just waiting to the right time. Uh, he says, yo, you all appeared in my subs. Finally. Finally. Hey, Warren, have you ever heard of Alex's Monday Night Monkey Paw? Yes, but do enlighten uh, for those it's who aren't sure. It's where we wish for something and then it happens, but it's terrible. The old monkey paw. So Alex would say, I want to see Ali on TV more. And then Ali gets beaten like three seconds. So you're <laughs> seeing him on TV, but he's losing. Last night on a trivia show, I was trying to keep low. That's when our subscription started working right again. <laughs> of course, so like, right? Son of a bitch, really. Uh, he says, SRS, would you appear on Wade Keller's podcast? You all would be dope together. I'd love to hear those conversations. I don't know Wade. I like and respect him, though. I mean, there there aren't many in that this line of work that, that I don't feel that way about. I do know Bruce a little bit, and I met him. 
and uh, like him a lot. So yeah, if I was asked to, I would. I'm, I'm not opposed to collaborating with anybody in, in that manner. Uh, gosh, we have to get to throwbacks to other Super Chats, but we're still not through the show. <laughs> his, his are mainly Cena-related, so we'll have to save them. Tucker against uh, Dolph Ziggler. Tucker wins via DQ. Mandy talks to Tucker backstage, and Otis is curious about it. In, anything on the, these interactions early on? Oh, I, I, I thought this was fun. You know, coming to check on Otis, it said, you know, yeah, Mandy's not, Mandy's not a, a cold-hearted woman. She knows what happened. She's aware. She feels bad. You know, so she, she's just checking up on him. At this stage, I'm like, this is nice. So we get a pretty solid match from Ziggler and yeah. Tucker. Ziggler's resorting to the chin lock, but scores with a dropkick and a DDT. Still don't understand commercials during these matches when you're starved for content. Like this match, this whole segment could have fit within a commercial. Mm-hmm. And then you leave on a cliffhanger right here. Uh, but we come back from the break, and Ziggler's getting his ass kicked up the ramp and the stairs. Tucker busting out a side slam. I love mm-hmm. a good side slam. Back in the day when I would wrestle with my friends, there was always that one person who was way too dangerous, and the only thing I would trust them with was a side slam. <laughs> I'm like, hey, homeboy, you drop to your ass, and that's it. We're not doing a power bomb here. But Tucker does a good one. But a zigzag on the steps results in a DQ, and that's where... That's where it gets juicy, Warren. That's what nobody's here to talk about the match. No disrespect to these guys. Uh, Though Tucker did have a really nice bicycle kick at some point. He did. Tucker's very good. He's good. He is, in fact, much better than Henry Godwin. (laughs) But Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville come out to stop Ziggler from attacking Tucker with the stairs, and Otis follows. And we see the glitch that's been popping up with the circular motion and all that. And it says, the truth will be heard. The person's in a control room. They're they're blacked out, so you can't really see them. They're in a hood. And we see surveillance footage, which let me tell you. I talked to Eric Bischoff last year before he got hired by WWE. And I was like, what's one thing you'd change in production? And his thing was, they're way too polished. They're so polished that nothing at all feels spontaneous. And this camera that is supposed to be a surveillance camera is evidence of that. Because let me tell you, I watch a lot of see no evil on Investigation Discovery. I watch a lot of murder tapes. What? Murder tapes. It's a show on Investigation Discovery. I I don't physically go and watch tapes of people being murdered. Unless it's on Investigation Discovery. I just wanted to clear that up before the Reddit The surveillance footage is not that good. You gotta have one of the officers from Super Troopers there enhance. Enhance. <laughs> enhance. Apparently that happened 40 times before this crystal clear footage aired. And I think WWE is so up their own ass about production values that they just won't let it. And I'm like, listen, just cause you got the little things in the corners and you put the cam one. First off, why is there a surveillance camera? In the women's locker room. Perverts. (laughs) I'm about to cough. Damn. Then we go to Otis. And he's getting ready. Uh, But this is after Sonya has been like, okay, whatever. Just give me all the details. And 
you can see that she was texting Otis. Otis responds to the message, and he's like, okay, we're good to go. And Mandy is none the wiser. Then we see footage of Sonia and Dolph Ziggler plotting all this out. And Mandy is in disbelief. Sonia is pleading with Mandy. So I, I think it's fairly... I mean, here's the thing. If Sonia's in love with Mandy, why would she hook Mandy up with Dolph? Well, but I don't know. That's the mystery of it. This is the this is the the nugget of information that's missing. Why Sonia? Why is something we actually do need? You know, it's not, it's not just a chair shot to the back here. I, I can only assume at this point that she didn't want men. She didn't want Otis in her entourage because maybe she feels. A little, a little superior to the heavy machinery guys. Maybe she feels she's a little more a highbrow than the blue collar solid guys, right? Mm-hmm. I, we don't know. We'll figure that one out. But clearly, she had a she had common ground with Dolph. Dolph wanted to hook up. That's what Dolph wanted. Um, and clearly, Dolph likes Mandy. He he he's infatuated with her for real because he was about to murder Tucker before she came out. Yes. And when she started pleading with him, he's like, oh, okay, he put the stairs down and he and he cooled down. Um, but I like this resolution. It was honestly kind of what we were expecting, but it, you know, it's not because the the outcome is expected that the journey wasn't fun and this was fun so far. And we still have that little parcel, that little nugget of stuff. Make us understand why Sonya decided to uh, decided to conspire with Dolph here. That's what that's what's missing here. But I liked it, and I liked it going into WrestleMania. And you can only assume that Sonya's going to have a hand in this match one way or another. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see the relationship dynamic between these four as well. And you know, at some point, it'd be as good as this angle has been to elevate Otis. Now, this is the moment where, if it's a good angle, this is the moment that you elevate Sonya as a top-level heel. Like a really, really evil, manipulative heel. She can't be the, oh, but you're my best friend. At some point, she has to snap, and she's like, I'm done with you. I tried. and Yeah, if you're you're not doing it as a team, you got to move her on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and so this this is the test. This is the test. Otis go Otis got over because of this angle. Let's get Sonya over because of this angle. Young Bibby sends a super chat. Reminder, guys, you can send a super chat, get your question or statement read on the air. He says, Do you think Alexa Bliss is the most successful one outside of the four horsewomen? I, I assume you mean women. Uh she's a six time champ and money of the bank winner. I think if you mean at a main event level, then yes, because of that, but it depends on what you mean by success. I think that Carmella has been incredibly successful. Uh, I mean, she's been a successful manager, a comedy act, a, a top-level act. I think she's done a lot of good stuff there. But as far as, like, main, main, main event, yeah, her or Rousey, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, just keep in mind Asuka's first year in the company. You know, uh, that's hard to beat. Sure, she floundered after, and now she's uh, she's having uh, she's having a renaissance with, uh, with the, the heel act. So there's that, too. 
DJ Cass says, Taker mentioned Edge, Michaels, Angle, Eddie, Rock, and Austin being stars in 2003. Is he not wrong? I wish we had these guys back. I mean, we do have one of them back. But, yeah, here's the thing. WWE fears the idea of making someone bigger than the marquee now. John Cena said it in an interview. that He doesn't think they can make, like, front men effectively. I think WWE can. I think one person doesn't want them to. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever followed UFC's business, you see that top stars draw top money. And you need them. And what are you going to say? Oh, no. We only got a few years of Batista before he left and went to Hollywood. Oh, bummer. But then you know what? When Batista gets that bug again, you get to bring him back and have him in a top-level match with somebody. Because mm-hmm. the, the wrestling bug never truly leaves everybody. Even though CM Punk claims it has. Is is that why he pops up under a mask and hits somebody with a GTS? Is that why he he showed up as a druid, which most of you don't even know about, at an indie show like five years ago, tossing salt over his shoulders? Like, he, he's on backstage and all this stuff. The bug never leaves you. Rob Wilkins says, programming ideas, photography 101 with Rob, book Taylor Swift <laughs> set list with Jeremy Lambert, NBA Today with Kyler, stupid hat wrestlers wear with Warren. What do you mean stupid hats? I don't understand. Matthew Garrett says, why do you think they never brought up Chris Hero? What I had always heard when he was signed was that he was brought in to be a player coach. They wanted people to learn from him, and mm-hmm. NXT and NXT UK were the best places for that. DJ Cass says, is it true there were some uh, wrestlers upset backstage about Taker's promo? I haven't talked to any that have been upset, but uh, this may surprise you guys. I don't typically get wrestlers that will message me and go, man, fuck Undertaker. (laughs) (laughs) That isn't usually a conversation that unfolds in my DMs. Uh, I can say that that one isn't one that I think a lot of my sources would want me to report personally. Um, (laughs) but you never know. Uh, let's talk about Drew or Daniel Bryan against Shinsuke Nakamura because this is one of my favorite Nakamura matches in the main roster. And Mm -hmm. going into this, I was like, all right, they're hitting each other hard, but I want a motivated Nakamura, and it felt like we had one. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know this. I have a story about it because, Warren, as you know, when I interview people that I feel like have been asked every question under the sun, I like to ask them about things that maybe they haven't been. Mm -hmm. A couple years ago, I asked Lyoto Machida, former UFC light heavyweight champion, about the time he ruined with Nakamura and Daniel Bryan. You want to talk about a high level before any of them were famous. I remember Daniel Bryan mentioning this in his book, and I might be paraphrasing, but Daniel Bryan speaks English. Machida speaks Portuguese. Nakamura speaks Japanese. But they were in a house in L.A., and they spoke English. And I think that I seem to remember Daniel Bryan saying in an interview that those two spoke just enough English to not like each other. (laughs) (laughs) But when I posted the story about it, Nakamura retweeted and he was like hope to see you again one day and all that so there's obviously a lot of respect there but these are two guys that have known each other and probably a lot of people don't realize it for like 18 years Mm -hmm. and it showed 
because Brian got one of the better matches out of Nakamura. Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I since he's lo- been called up. Since he's been called up, yes. Let's par- let's make sure that we underscore this. Um, the uh, I, I loved it. I loved the grappling at first. They really, you know, was really like a uh, j- just some basic. Uh, 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 Greco-Roman style to begin with, feeling each other out. Um, Brian, you know, hit some of his greatest hits as well, you know, flying knee to the floor. I like how he went for the Hurricane Rana from the uh, from the second rope, uh, and Shinsuke just held on to the rope, so and, and Brian went flying. That was cool. Um, and uh, the, the Kinshasa reversed into the half crab gave me the vapors, Sean. That's the kind of thing <laughs> I really dig. Um, and, oh, and the clothesline, Daniel Bryan's clothesline that Shinsuke reversed into an arm bar and then they struggled for the arm bar. Then, then Daniel Bryan reversed into one of his own only to finally end up into the yes lock chef's kiss. My favorite spot of this match was the sleeper slam that, that, or the sleeper mm-hmm. suplex that Bryan countered and he got or he got kicked and then Nakamura's like, well, I'm going right back to where I was. <laughs> oh, yep, I loved yep. it. And I love good chain wrestling. Uh, I've got I've got such a soft spot for it. It ends in a DQ. I want to see this go twenty minutes sometime. Cesaro tosses Gulak over the barrier and Brian into the announcers table. They they attack Gulak and send him into the stairs, and they all hit their finishers on Brian. I'm real excited for this match. I'm real excited for it, and I liked this too. I've liked everything they've done together. This is good. I hope it opens WrestleMania one night because it sure. should. It should. Uh, Daniel Bryan, it feels at this stage, he went up to Vince McMahon. He said, Vince, I want to wrestle who I want to wrestle. And Vince said, well, goddamn, pal, I have plans for you. Vince, I want to wrestle who I want to wrestle. What's Vince going to do? He's got that power. He's got that power because as we say on this show, what are you going to do? Fire him? Good job giving AEW their champion for three years. Three more years on top of that. Three more years. Um, this, uh, so I, I'm digging this. And you know what I'm really hoping for, Sean? I'm hoping for Sami Zayn, who had lost his spark for wrestling and who feels to have gotten it back, maybe has floundered a little bit. I hope we get reinvigorated, inspired Sami Zayn. I want El Generico Sami Zayn. In the ring with Daniel Bryan. I want NXT champion Sami Zayn with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania this weekend. Because I think Sami deserves to have a fantastic match on main roster. Not that he hasn't had some with Kevin Owens a couple of years ago. uh, But with Daniel Bryan, it has the potential to be something really, really special. I'm really looking forward to this. We have some super chats. Uh, Rob Wilkins said, Cameron Grimes, Warren, just messing with you. We know, Rob. Yeah, but he said the stupid yeah. hats match. <laughs> he said bad Cameron hats. Cameron Grimes' hat is legendary. He said bad hats. Yeah, that's fair. It's a beautiful hat. Matthew Garrett says, you reckon the Usos could be big single star? They're ba- they're great, both great promos. I think they could. Will they? No, I don't think so. And I think when all is said and done, you're talking about them like it, – as I'm talking about them as one of the greatest tag teams of all time, top one or two in WWF or WWE history, I think there's almost like anti-revisionist history, Warren, where a lot of people won't give a team like that 
their credit because it's recent, so they don't romanticize it nearly as much as some of the things like the Road Warriors and all that, Mm -hmm. who had really a cup of coffee in the WWF. They were not there very long, but if we're talking WWF history, the Usos have been around for a decade. Yep, yep. Decade. And consistently great matches. Uh, I agree. Top three best tag teams in the history of, of the WWE and entirely WWE. Yeah. Homegrown, homespun, homemade. Charlie Wolf says, sorry if you've already covered it because I just got here. How much time do you think they'll give Sammy and Brian? I'd love to see them let uh, let them do what they really have the capability to do. I think 15 minutes because there's no crowd. But if you have Gulak, Cesaro, Nakamura out there shouting around, maybe 16, 17, up to 20. I think this one gets some time. Depends on the positioning, too. If it opens, I think it'll be longer. Yeah. And the benefit is you're splitting these shows. You don't have to worry about tiring a crowd. There you go. So we can get to Throwback's big super chats from from earlier since we're the main event segment. He says, Cena's promo referring to Wiz Khalifa and the CW Frog. Oh, my God. Cena just decided to show up and bury Bray Wyatt today. They He buried Bray Wyatt so hard that they scrubbed a WWE.com interview from the internet. That they had one standing by the ring. You didn't see this, Warren? No. They had one by the ring where Cena was like, ultimately, the fiend is just Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt is just Husky Harris, and I'm not scared of him. And he says there's a whole generation of wrestlers in WWE that think they afford another chance to be popular and another chance to be good, and I'm sick of it. Holy duties. Damn, bro. Damn. And then he said, he says, seeing his promo made what happened at the end well worth it. Seeing two braids was a throwback. Do you think this match will be like the House of Horrors match? I do think it'll be like a House of Horrors match. Because I think they want to provide as many different locations as they as they can. But yes, I thought Cena brought it with the promo. I loved mm-hmm. the end. Now I'm going to run through this. Cena th- says Fiend thrives off of fear. He doesn't know what a Firefly Funhouse is, but he accepts the challenge. He's going to squash Bray Wyatt and finish what he started. And says Bray Wyatt isn't even on a level below him. He's a bootleg Mr. Rogers. Goldberg exposed that Fiend has weaknesses, and Cena is going to expose him as an embarrassment. Holy crap, if Cena were cutting promos like this 10, 11 years ago, I think he probably would have been more popular, Warren. <laughs> yeah, because, because even recently we saw, we, you know, there was a WrestleMania match that they were broadcasted a couple of times with Cena in them, and he wasn't very popular in the crowd. Uh, the, um, yeah, his promo was very good. And I kind of wonder what they're trying to do with this. You know, are they – see, everything is very meta when it comes to The Fiend. So yes. the question that I'm having is – and very wink-wink to the smart audience is what I'm trying to say. So I'm wondering if if the John Cena that we're seeing here is the John Cena that the smart fans from four or five years ago, six years ago – and, and you, know, you can make an argument to go back even further – the John Cena that we kind of all expect, 
that goes to see Vince McMahon and says, nope, I don't want to put this guy over. No, I'm better than this. No, this guy's an embarrassment. Because you kind of feel like this is like he was talking as if angry internet fans were cutting his promos for him. This is what John Cena should be saying. I'm not afraid of the fiend. The fiend is a guy in a mask. You know, whereas if John Cena were playing the game of pro wrestling, playing kayfabe, he wouldn't be referring to the fiend as a guy in the mask. He wouldn't be talking about Husky Harris, bright Bray Wyatt being Husky Harris. Therefore, I'm not afraid. But you kind of feel that th- that in this promo, he's leaning into this personality where he always looked out for himself. He just squashes guys because he can, because he's John Cena kind of thing. And this is something that the fiend Bray Wyatt wants to rectify from his past. He wants to, he wants to shake this John Cena loss off his back. And they brought back the, his John Cena had a promo a couple of weeks ago where he was saying, everyone always says I bury someone when I beat someone at WrestleMania. But when someone beats me, they never say, Oh, they're burying John Cena. So I kind of feel that they're angling for a fiend win. Because John Cena here is a little too detestable. Yes, he because is. Because he's, uh, he's, he's trying to break Bray Wyatt. And The Fiend is Bray Wyatt. I've said it before. Is Bray Wyatt's spirit of vengeance. He has a, he has a, a something to prove against John Cena. He didn't have anything to prove against Goldberg. And he lost. Yeah. But everyone that he's had something to prove that he had history with, he smushed them. So at this point, that's what I think they're leading into. I like it. I, I'll like it if this is what they're going for. Otherwise, my God, the Fiend character is officially dead if this is how – if this is his swan song basically. Jamin Cito Gomez says, hacker's next move. I think it will be something involving Bailey and Sasha Banks, like maybe one of them shit-talking each other or something. We're going to make our rapid fire WrestleMania mm. 36 predictions – we have just under uh, about four minutes to get through these. You Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. I think it's got to be Otis. Has to be Otis. Has to be Otis. Kabuki Warriors defend against Bliss Cross Applesauce. I think it's going to be the Kabuki Warriors, but I love Bliss and Cross. I think you keep it on Asuka and Kyrie for a while. They're too entertaining right I now. I think it's their first defense on TV since TLC, too. And that, that cannot happen anymore. Yeah. Miz and Morrison versus the Usos versus the New Days. This is perhaps the biggest question mark on the show to me because I don't want to say the titles don't mean anything. It just doesn't matter which of these three teams have them. None of them are that protected. And this is about the match, and I think it's going to steal the show. I'm going to go with Miz and Morrison, though. Uh, I'm going with the Usos, and I'm really looking forward to this match. Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan Intercontinental Championship. I think Zayn has has a way to win this, and I could see this leading to Bryan versus Gulak in the future, or Gulak and Bryan teaming up. There's a lot of possibilities out of here uh, coming out of this one. There's there's either two outcomes here: either you keep it on Sami Zayn and give him a proper title run, or you give it to to, to Daniel Bryan. Instantly re-elevate the title, give it some prestige. That's a good idea too, there, pal. But uh, my gut says Sami Zayn retains via shenanigans. King Corbin versus Elias. My first impression is, who gives a shit? 
Make sure you guys leave your predictions in the live chat or the comments, by the way. Uh, King Corbin, I would say, just because he needs a win, probably really bad. I think Elias needs it more, honestly, because mm-hmm. he's a babyface and he's not getting over. He's barely a wrestler, though. So, I mean, I don't mean that as an insult to him. They barely have him wrestle. Yeah, yeah. That's- Edge versus Orton, last man standing. This Oof. has got to be Edge, but what a story it's been. It has to be Edge as well. Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. I would like to see Becky win just so she gets to that year mark. Also, but I mean, here's the thing. If if Shayna doesn't win, we're in the same situation with Becky that we were a year ago where she doesn't have anybody that she hasn't beaten unless they call somebody up, which I, is what they did last year. Yeah, exactly. I I would say take the belt off of Becky, put it on Shayna, let Becky go away for a couple of months let us miss her, and then when she returns, by God, we'll be so happy to see her again and give her all the titles once Well, more. good news for you. Even if she wins, she still might be going away for a couple of months, the way things are right now. And that being said, I love <laughs> Becky. I just yeah. think that she's due for some time off and to let us miss her a little bit. Alistair Black, Bobby Lashley. I got Alistair Black winning this. Uh, Bobby who? Exactly. Goldberg, Braun Strowman Universal Championship. Goldberg is probably winning, unfortunately. This is dumb. It's if very he, dumb. No, it has to be Braun. The other outcome be. is dumb. It's Braun. The last outcome was dumb, too. Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Angel Garza. Come on. Street Profits are winning this match. There's no question. That's fine. Bailey, Lacey, Tamina, Naomi, Sasha. I think Bailey retains by double crossing Sasha. I think Sasha wins. Mm. I think Sasha wins, and and she wins. Uh, I think Tamina is going to play a role in Bailey losing to Sasha. Sure, and that's how it's going. That's how we're going to get the tension. And by God, give us the match at SummerSlam, yeah. you bastards! Boneyard match: Undertaker, AJ, Undertaker. Uh, this has to be Lucha Underground style, or else I am I am completely pissed off. Uh, Undertaker wins. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens needs the win. He really needs the win. Seth Rollins, I don't I don't know what would be what would become of him, especially with one of his cronies down, but Owens, I feel like, needs to win this match. Uh yes. Kevin Owens has to win. I agree. I also think Rhea Ripley has to beat Charlotte Flair. You have to put her on the same level as Charlotte Flair, but man, they have nerfed this poor woman so bad of any edge that she had. Um uh, it it's got to be her, but man, they got to give her some individuality and stop having her do the "I'm the champion of NXT" and all that uh, crappy they, stuff. They have to they have to bring her back to what she was before winning the title because they then she became this wide eyed, happy, smiling champ. No, 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 that's not what Rhea Ripley was. It's not what she was in NXT UK. Not when she showed up in NXT either. I agree, she has to win. Uh, she has to win for the reasons we talked about earlier in the show. They have to start elevating other women. Rhea Ripley has to win. Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre. I think if there was a crowd, Drew wins. I think with no crowd, we end one of the nights with Brock Lesnar standing over a decimated Drew McIntyre. How do you feel, Warren? I'm actually feeling this match might be longer than we think. I think it might. they might stretch this one out because they're going to be extremely physical with each other. Uh, my heart says Drew, but my brain says Brock, so I'm going to go with the brain and go with Brock. 
Charlie Wolf sent a super chat and said, Warren protecting himself from the Sasha stands. I had one of them after me. Or no, it was a Bianca fan or Bianca stand the other day. And they thought I was serious. Amazing. <laughs> Warren, tell the people where they can find you. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Go over there. Subscribe. I do a weekly recap show every Thursday night live at 9 p.m. Hit the little bell thing. Subscribe. It's a good time. It's fun. Great live chat. Good times. And I'll be around Fightful all weekend as well. I want to thank all of you guys who tweeted at Team YouTube. They don't give me a rhyme or reason why they take us out of your subscription boxes or anything like that. But also I want to thank all of you that have sent Super Chats, whether it be now or or whatever. Our Super Chat presence has increased big time. And this helps out our writers, our podcasters, everything. It allows us to give them raises, expand our budget and stuff like that. Thank you all so much for doing that. I can't tell you how important that is to a website like us that does not depend on a certain promotion or anything like that or any piece of content. Just a bunch of people being themselves, not being characters. Until next time, guys, we are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.